Hello everyone, welcome to Switchcraft, the Fingerboard podcast. My name is Jana and I'm sitting here with my good friend and the owner of the Azu Berlin shop, uh, Timo Kranz, also known as TKY. Uh, could you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, hello everyone. Um, thanks Jana for having me and um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this interview. <laughs> this is probably the first podcast I've done, I'm doing. Yeah, it could be. We we tried uh, to do a podcast before, but oh, yes. yeah, it didn't didn't really work. So this uh, could be the first one that gets published. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with a few things about you. I think most people listening know roughly who you are, but I think it's always a good start uh, to start with the introduction. So um, how long have you been fingerboarding, and do you remember how you got into fingerboarding in the first place? Um, it's it's a pretty uh, not curious story. How you say it's complicated. I could not say it's this. I started this day because I started fingerboarding with two hands, and I've I've done this forever, you know. And like ten years later, I learned about the technique about fingerboarding. Uh, but maybe some facts about myself first. I'm uh, yeah. My name is Timo Kranz. Uh, you said this already. The nickname is TKY. Uh, uh, it came from Martin Winkler. He gave it to me. I think it was in 2003 when we had the first German championships and we had some crazy good days and uh, awesome trips and uh, the the name came afterwards. And um, yeah, I'm originally from the middle of Germany and I moved here in 2002 and uh, I start fingerboarding actually when I started skating as well in the end of the 80s. And I uh, always had these fingerboard keychain things with me and uh, I learned about the technique, the real fingerboarding you could say, which is for me the start when I started fingerboarding, which was in 99 actually, maybe, maybe 98, when the, uh, yeah, the first series uh, of tech decks appeared on the market. That's what, when I could say this when, when I started fingerboarding. And before uh, you were using keychains, like they were just things you could buy as a toy thing yeah you you had this in, in a regular good uh assorted skate shop you had these things you know mm -hmm. there were some um key, key change looking like a skateboard some of them full plastic and not even for the use for fingerboarding in mind but some of them were uh actually a little bit better with turning steel wheels and uh actually uh, turning pins through the plastic stuff mm -hmm. And I had a bunch of these, but they they broke pretty fast because uh, the the trucks were full plastic and not turning at all. And uh, yeah, I destroyed these even without doing the technique. You know, I, I did everything with both hands, just with both yeah. hands. And I, I I've done this in school and getting on the nerves of the of the uh, teachers. And they, I think there are still some fingerboards in my my former school. And uh, it was something like this. And I even built ramps before I knew about the technique, how to fingerboard. Mm -hmm. Because it was so fun, because I loved skateboarding so much, and I'm still doing. And uh, fingerboarding was, for me, always kind of a part of it, you know, just some miniature stuff of what I'm doing on the street. And, yes, yes. Same, same for me. When, like, I, I started when I was, like, 11 years old, like, also 99 with skating. And... Like, uh, I had a back accident in 2003 and uh, 2001, and I couldn't really walk for like oh, three years. Damn. And I uh, walked into a skate shop because I 
Like when I, I was in a different town than my hometown, I would always go to a sketch shop and I saw a tech deck there. And yeah. I think I had uh, one of the Mickey Mouse tech decks before. We were okay. in, the, in a magazine. And yeah, I bought my first tech deck in a shop in, uh, in Bozen in South Tyrol in Italy. And yeah. Ever since I've been basically yeah. fingerboarding, so addicted to fingerboarding. Yeah, for me it was kind of an impact when I actually uh, learned about the technique. Mm. You know, I think uh, uh, I was in uh, somebody in the in the um, phone explained me, and I was in hospital, <laughs> and I had this in mind, and I was lying there and was trying to jump over my legs, so like lying in bed, and somehow it was like, oh man, you get the board in the air, and this was so much of an impact in my brain that mm -hmm. I actually knew about that this could uh, work out pretty more than I actually thought and I was already doing for 10 years mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, this was nice you know yeah. then it made so much more sense to shred the ramps that we, I already got you know <laughs> yeah. yeah I also built a lot of ramps back in the day this was just part of it yeah, was part of still is for sure. But, uh, was part of it and was just a nice thing. And yeah, you know, probably know the the big old Aussie stair rails, uh, mm. uh, stair sets, which is was one of the first ramps we built. You yeah. know, <laughs> uh, an eighteen stair. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I I don't think uh, even one of the ramps I built survived. I think over the years they all got thrown yes. away. Thrown yes, out. for sure, for sure. But I, I try to save her. Maybe somewhere, because I built someone uh, a stair set, like a, a stair set with a haba and a lung gap. Built that for a friend. Uh, like we, we traded uh, for like some like river rails that he screwed off his own ramps. Like from the curb, curb cut too, he screwed okay. off one of the rails yes. and traded it to me with something yeah. else. Okay. Fingerboard. I don't know. I had a fingerboard park actually before I knew about black over ramps. My, my, my whole room was a fingerboard park. Yeah, the, the There same. was no centimeter without a ramp. Uh, <laughs> and then I heard about the, this company. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I first heard about Black River and then built my own stuff. And I, I even built the G3 basically at home. So I had a... Okay, a, a replica. Yeah, basically a replica. But like made out of shitty wood and more narrow than the original one okay. like it wasn't as wide and yeah. i think it was longer like longer but not as wide and yeah but i had all the things there. i had the the curb cut one later curb okay. cut two the fun box the big big mama with the like weird wall ride thing <laughs> and yeah I, to, to be honest even when i knew about the ramps i, I never f f feel felt the need to uh, i need this to have more fun out of it because i we had so such an mm. amazing park already and uh yeah somehow it was like i don't need much more you yeah. know yeah yeah well i think i wasn't really creative back then so i just started trying to build what black river did for myself uh, i even built like very later on i built a, a big mini which took yeah. probably half a year okay and, and right when i <laughs> nice. finished i left yes. fingerboarding so i never okay. really rode it <laughs> okay it's still there no okay. it uh, got thrown away when our house got rebuilt okay yeah that's how it is yeah but yeah so uh when did fingerboarding like really become a part of your life uh uh, like more like a profession thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think when this was when I changed my profession. <laughs> I, I'm original. Um, 
what's the name for it, uh, a nurse, male nurse, mm-hmm. uh, working in hospitals, and I did this uh, for nearly 10 years, uh, mm. and fingerboarding, or skateboarding was the hobby part, mm. and then I moved to Berlin, and then a little later, uh, after I moved here, like a few months later, I, I had the chance to meet all the pe- people at Titus Berlin, and uh, I got introduced there, and some of the workers left, and he told me that probably I can have his job, and uh, I, I think I was even working there a little bit already and then still working in the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, which was too much. And then I quit the job in the hospital and worked full time at Titus and got the opportunity there to uh, do something with fingerboarding. And then I saw even more the opportunity, the biggest thing uh, behind it. And we started Azi Berlin, which was in uh, 2003, where it all yeah. became real. Yeah. Um, just for everyone who doesn't know, uh, Titus or uh, Titus is the biggest skate shop in Germany. Yes, you can say it's the biggest skate brand in in Germany. It's yeah. had lots of retail store. You can compare it a little yeah, like bit with uh, Zoomies. Yeah, yes. yeah, like but but it, I think it's uh, skater owned, like where Zoomies isn't. Yes, and this, the shops are independent. That is something yeah. different. You have the franchise system a little bit, and uh, but the, the Titus shop was the biggest skate shop in Germany with the biggest skateboard wall. I think we counted the boards and compared it to some other board uh, shops mm. that big as us. And I think we had the most boards going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, besides just working there and having this uh, by my dream job, like mm. being as close to skateboarding as possible. No. Um, and getting all the goodies, you know, ordering huge orders at companies and then you get the, get treated well with goodies you can't even buy. Yeah. Or, or going to, to ferries. I even did this years later and I was like, I'm working for, for Titus Berlin. And they were like, you like a hot dog. You like some rants or whatever, you know. And it, yeah. was, it, was, it was nice. It was a nice benefit. Um, yeah, but, but also the, the, the fingerboarding thing um, um, in between all the time came more on bigger and bigger and bigger thing because we mm-hmm. did the contest. Um, fingerboarding got bigger in 2008, 2009, 2010. And yeah, it was like, like a full-time job, mm. but not paid. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think a lot of people don't really know that uh, ASI is an abbreviation uh, in German. Like abbreviation a, is... Uh, Abkürzung. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like letters that stand for something else. Yes, yes, and <laughs> so could you try to explain why the name ASI stuck or what it means? Uh, we had in, in one the, of the things. In the early days, we had like a team meeting with the early writers, which was Lennart Bemke, Dimitri, uh, An- uh, Anton Stuckert and Ar- Arne Hof, yes. If I remember right, and we had like a brainstorming about names and uh, everything was on the table. And somehow Leonard, I think, said that they have a skate crew and they call themselves Aziz or ASI. And I think Arne said something. Oh, that sounds like uh, autonom or, or anarchy or let's let's anarchy skateboarders in Berlin or or whatever you know. And then we were uh, playing around with the words ASI, and somebody said, Ah, oh, but whatever it's alles schön in berlin which means everything is nice in berlin and uh, because everybody had had an, uh, his own meaning of it, it of it and we had this alles schön in, in berlin like the overall meaning we we just stayed with this and yeah we stayed with Asi berlin and the meaning is alles schön in berlin and that's also why uh, like pretty much all german speakers say Asi, where a lot of english speakers tend to say asi 
So yeah. if you want to learn how to pronounce it, it's just Azzy. Like, yeah. Um, but I think uh, I prefer the ASI because mm. if you say the German Azzy, that is uh, similar to the Azzy uh, with double S because... It's, it's I think Azzy is even spelled the same, isn't it? Azzy? Yeah, I think I think it is. Uh, but yeah, um, would it, well, I would so, say Azzy. Yeah, but <laughs> Azzy in German means like someone who isn't very well off in society and someone yes. who is a bit of an asshole, dick, home, like yes. usually it's referred to like homeless people, drunk people, like whenever <laughs> you, you prefer, uh, whenever you behave in a not well way, people usually call you an Azzy. Yeah, but then you the the pronunciation is more on the on the on S. the S, yeah. Yes. But I think the spelling is pretty much the same. Yeah, we, but we don't say much about this anyway. You yeah, know? it's it's <laughs> like you say Aussie for sure. Yeah. you know. And and when sometimes when it stands alone, it's the ASI or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's it's okay. The, the yeah. people if the people start thinking and have their own sync in their mind and the the brain start working it's it's nice <laughs> yeah and so uh that is also why you made the shirt like a year ago maybe uh, not that long ago the alles schön in berlin shirt yes like the, the shirt is called the meaning of asi ah okay yes uh, i originally was thinking about that my kids could do the drawings but uh, it was too hard <laughs> because i wanted to have it too specific like this mm -hmm. and uh yeah, Katita did it once again, and it's it's a nice shirt. Yeah, I she, really love it. She does amazing graphics and yes, has it's... been for a while. I I'm literally writing a board with a graphic of her at the moment. Yes, uh, yes. Five flag Azzy. Uh, yes, you can say she did the most graphics for us, and I I really like probably to work for with anything her. about company. She did a lot for Berlinwood as well. Right. Mm, I think there was just one graphic, but they oh, okay. I thought she never did released. Or there was something with with uh, the uh, with Mike Schneider. I don't oh, know. I, but I, there's I, the story behind. I don't know if it was ever released. Okay. I, don't know. I, I thought she did more. Yeah, but she definitely did your uh, pro model with the yes. big ass. <laughs> actually, actually, it's her. <laughs> yes, it's it's her back. <laughs> she told me. Really, <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of times when you draw something, you take a picture as reference, and yeah, well, sometimes it, it, you have your own pictures it, as, ref as it, reference. It, it's super nice. It's a super nice graffiti style drawing, and yeah. she is, uh, um, how you say, a master of drawing. Yeah, she she's really really good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you hear the kids crying in the back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here in Berlin on the street. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. When like. A headquarter of history with all this gate stuff around us, uh, back in in the office of the Arthur Berlin shop. Yeah, it's a small office, but it's stuck with magazines. I think I have yeah. like hundreds of treasures, or even more, for sure more. And all uh, I have all uh, slap magazines and trench world magazines and the skateboarder magazine as well. Yeah, <laughs> lots of issues. The the skateboarder uh, that was the one I was reading as a kid because uh, it was in German and back then my English wasn't yeah. too great, so that was my my magazine. I, I was I was a collector before and then I started working at the skate shop, which uh, for sure had great benefits. I, yeah. I, I I mentioned this already, so I was uh, becoming even more a collector. Yeah. Yes. So uh, from one abbreviation to the other one. Uh, you mentioned pre uh, previously that you uh, that your nickname is TKY. Yeah. Uh, 
Can you tell us why? Yeah, I mentioned already that uh, uh, Martin Winkler gave mm -hmm. me uh, the name TKY. And I think it was after we had a, a contest in Freiburg. And it was all the people back there back then. And we, we were hella crazy. It was in 2003, the okay, German cause, championships. Cause you, you sure that it was 2003? Because I was at the German uh, championship in Freiburg in 2004. And I, yeah. I think the year before it was the series, or was yeah, it? about the series. Yes. I, it was the the it final, was, the finale was, of the series. No, 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 it was not the final. It was just a step. Ah, just, just, just a step. step. I think the the third or second, the first one was in Munich. Maybe it was the second one or the mm -hmm. third one. I don't know. So we were all in Freiburg, and I didn't even know the people pretty well. And I think we after the contest we drank and eat and walked through the city. And I think there was like a high bridge uh, over the river and uh, it was like a round bridge you know mm -hmm. and it was like maybe one meter wide this thing like an, an arc an, an arc yes yeah. and um i just uh, the, the people was walking over the bridge and i start walking on the arc yeah. uh, <laughs> over it and yeah and then the f people start thinking it was just fun and then coming back down and was thinking ah, i should not go back down now because nobody knows me you know they think that i'm a I'm cheating and then I'm going uh, all the way up and it was like, whoa, man, this was like 10, 10 meters high or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, on, on all the way on top, on the topest and the highest point, there was like a, um, a metal pole with a light on. So I had to get myself around this metal <laughs> pole and I was hella drunk and uh, everybody was staring there or maybe even some people were were, were walking or not not everybody was watching and uh, but Winkler was watching and um yeah then I walked down on the other side and <laughs> it was it was uh, pretty uh pretty heartbreaking uh, not heartbreaking heart shaking for me as well mm -hmm. and uh, the next contest uh Winkler had stickers white little stickers out of the printer made by himself mm -hmm. With TKY on it, and I was like, and he gave me the name, "Hey, you are TKY from now on." <laughs> Sounds like this, you know? and the the short form from uh, TKY stands for from camp from camp kill yourself. So Timo kill yourself yeah. after this action in Freiburg. So this was uh, yeah where I got my nickname from. <laughs> Funny. Nothing I, happened, so it yeah. was all good. <laughs> didn't know that Winkler was the one who came up with that. Yeah, uh, in, in, yeah. I think I have, still have one of these stickers. Oh, he cool. came out. He had these stickers, like self-made, all printed out of a black and white printer, and uh, he gave them the way to to people, and uh, yeah. he gave me a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did my graphics like that back then for my tech deck decks for like graphics okay. skateboards that didn't exist with tech deck yet or like my uh i did the the graphic which was like my main skateboard the one i had the longest an atosari pro model uh, from flip okay and like short after uh, sorry came out and yeah that one i printed off and basically uh, i was a huge flip fan and okay. had like Dozens of graphics uh, of Flint that I printed out on my home printer and on stickers and stuck them on. One of on the my, tech my favorite tech decks, actually, one of the first series we got was a Geoff Rowley, one of the, the black graphics. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I even had this when it was all glued. Everything was glued. The wheels was glued. The, the trucks <laughs> were glued. And I still kept it because it was like my favorite board. Yeah. <laughs>
And uh, you mentioned earlier that you were doing contests, and that was, I think, the first time that I really heard of the Berlin scene. I mean, Berlin Wood was around when I really started getting into the scene, so I knew Berlin Wood. But I think the either the first or the second uh, Asi Berlin contest, I thought about going, but I was like, maybe not even 16. Mm. And uh, like, I... I don't know why I didn't go. I think I didn't want to go alone because with like cheap trains it takes like 10 hours to get yeah, from where yeah. I live to Berlin. Yeah, and the people were not so connected back in the day. Yeah, it's like I, I knew uh, like Philly from uh, Bad Mergentheim. I knew uh, like there were people around me. There were uh, um, uh, Sydney from uh, Karlsruhe, yeah, if yeah. you remember him. And I know Philly for sure. Yeah, and... Like, there, there were people in, in the south of Germany or in the southwest, but there wasn't anyone near Stuttgart, where, which, like, funny, uh, funnily enough, has quite a big scene right now. Yeah. With, yeah. like, Fabi Schreiter. Uh, but Schreiter Peter, wasn't around? It was, it was uh, he, he was uh, still living in uh, oh, Nuremberg okay. or in, uh, in the north of Bavaria, where he's originally yeah, from. But now, like, Peter Ringe and... Uh, Lena and yeah, 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 there are a bunch of people in Stuttgart right now. Yeah, this was was a. Uh, uh, I think it just automatically started with being at Tito's and having this uh, job as a team manager as well, and we got lots of uh, events to do. Mm-hmm. So I was used to do events a lot because uh, we were hired uh, somewhere in south of Germany, and we went there with a the mini ramp and the fingerboard team and the skateboard team and. Everything was somehow like an event, like but without the contest, you know. Yeah. So I was pretty used Just to it. Just like and a demo. Yes, like demo. Yes, for sure. And uh, we had, uh, I, I think, I organized a few little fingerboard events, like uh, the first one in two thousand three, uh, already here in Berlin, and then one, uh, I think, a couple one, but all these super little ones without the flyer or something. Um, uh, in two thousand four, but 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 but, uh, but the 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 next one, um, uh, the the first big one was in two thousand six because I saw there's uh, oh, okay. there was the the uh, um, opportunity because next to the Tito store there was an empty property because mm. the bike shop left, and uh, um, I was just asked to do something there, and I was like, why not doing the fingerboard contest? And we had uh, like a months of preparation uh, we did the flyer and yeah, th- th- I think that office. was the one I wanted to go to I think it was and, and, and Fila, to, Tobias Fila won mm-hmm. and there were like there were already like like 30 people or 35 yeah. people participating which which was pretty good and I didn't expect this and we had a lot of prizes from from Tito's for sure from the shop and uh, maybe even other sponsors I'm not sure I was I was doing the flyer with Timo Lieben uh, together as his old computer at home. I think he did the first three flyers for Azi uh, on his computer, or maybe the, the first two for sure. Yes, and uh, ever since I was doing contests, it was first the Azi contest every year, which got bigger and bigger. I think uh, the Azi number five or Azi number four, we had like 128 competitors. Competitors. Com- competitors, yes. Uh, and the, the 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 contest actually was in the cage. It was pretty crazy because the the, the venue was fucked up. I um, 
you know, it was like I went there in the morning at nine o'clock. I was book, booked the venue from from nine o'clock on, and I went there at ten o'clock, and there was still a doorkeeper, and I hear some techno music out of the venue, and the doorkeeper <laughs> opened the door, and I tell him that I'm the one who booked right is is booking the venue right now, and he told me I don't believe you, and shut the door, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> and this is how how it started. Crazy. And it actually went uh, out that uh, uh, um, that it was the the biggest fingerboard contest we had with 128 uh, competitors, and uh, we had um, a bout sound around the contest area, and uh, like it's a cage. A, it looked like really a, like a cage, yeah. and the people were going crazy on the cage and rebelling <laughs> the metal and. Uh, the fingerboard area was so small and the audience was outside uh, of the cage and this was so, some hella good atmosphere, really. <laughs> so uh, a bout sound is basically uh, uh, like fence you put up at a construction site. So yes. big metal bars and like small metal bars in the middle. And yeah. And they make hella noise if you, if you shake them together. Yes, yes. I, I climbed over plenty in, <laughs> in my time. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then we, we had the, the ASI contest going on uh, every se September. And then um, in 2010, we organized the Battle at the Herricks, which was the second big event in Berlin, mm -hmm. and which became even a bigger event. And sadly, wasn't around for that one. Like, I yeah. only heard this because I, I think I came back right after the last battle or... Yeah, yeah, the last battle at the Herrick, so. 2017. Yeah, yeah, and I came back in uh, 2017. We did the last one in 2017, I think. I don't think so, because I came back in 2016, and I think yeah. it was like right before. Okay, I think we had seven battle at the Herricks. Okay. Starting the first one in uh, 2010, yeah. and then maybe even uh, missing one. Nah, I think I don't miss the year. Yeah. I was kept going, and yeah, uh, could could be that I just missed it because i didn't really yes. know what it was and wasn't like yeah i i came here all the time like i i started working like in a parallel street here so i came yes, like every right. day after work huh. but yeah but uh even with the, the battle at the herricks you know became like a, even a bigger event because it's brought more the scene together and more people came to berlin and after i think the, the first one it was known in the hardcore fingerboard scene all over europe and even in the states that mm -hmm. You should be here in Berlin for the next battle at the Herricks. And the, I think the second one was really crazy because there was people from all over the world. We had people from Indonesia, uh, uh, Fingerplant. They were here with, with seven people and people from Russia and people from the States. And uh, the atmosphere on stage was, was super crazy. And the, 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 yeah, I found this in videos. But yeah. Yeah, you see that the winner gets 1,000 euro cash in hand yeah. after, after he, he beats up all the other ones. And... It was a really good thing, and maybe we should bring it back one day. I I would love to uh, experience one. I've I've been asked a couple of times, uh, but even for a reason, it ended. Mm. It ended because it was not that special anymore for people. It was like I had to invite a lot of people more than sixty four that I needed mm. because everyone was like, "Yeah, it's nice to be invited, but actually, I can't come to Berlin." So uh, I had to do a list of hundred and fifty or two hundred yeah. people and. And, and, and count them all down until I had uh, even not, not 64 people for the mm. uh, for the for the writers list and this was so uh, much a pain in the ass to be honest for the last battle at the Herricks yeah. that I told even four people on the e in the evening that you can write because I'm missing people you know people yeah. are missing yeah I think I think the the logistic behind that because people need like I said travel all over the world 
So I think the logistic is like a yes, and you know the reason also why sorry because I interrupt you because we are not having the skateboard scene. You know, there's not the the companies who are so proud of their riders to being invited to such an important event that they say whatever it costs, yeah. I I pay I pay the flights, I pay the, yeah, the there, hotel. There may be like a few companies who could do that, and but yeah, no, I, not in general, and even uh, not not now, I would okay. say. But back then it was even harder. Yeah, yeah, because in in skateboarding, like you said, there's, it's just a thing you do. Uh, if you ride for a company, they send you all over the world, and yes. we've seen that with like uh, even riders like for from Black River for the skate yeah. team, and yeah. And we did uh, the battle at the Herricks to honor battle at the Herricks. Uh, no, we did battle at the Herricks to honor battle at the Barracks. Yeah. And uh, for sure, if you've been invited to battle at the Barracks, uh, that's not the question that you sh will show up, you know, because yeah. you have got the invitation. And but I mean, I mean, it did like in the in the women's battle at the barracks, it was a big deal that a bunch of girls couldn't come because, okay. like, even even Candy and some others who qualified for the uh, quarterfinal, they couldn't go because uh, the, no, there was like a another contest on the same weekend, and like a bunch okay. of girls said no i i rather uh, or i have to write in that contest to qualify for olympics okay and that's why uh um well, i i, I don't remember this. who won but the girl who won got eliminated before and she got like okay. got to re-enter and yeah yeah yeah, yeah um yeah f for sure it's nice but uh, you, you can i could see the uh importance of the contest going down from year to year you know it was harder to get the 64 people together mm. from year to year and in the last year i feel it was not right. The, the, the contest was not that special anymore, and it was the reason yeah. I had to give it up. Otherwise, uh, it was just like I, I would blow it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole contest thing. Like I, I organized one contest with you, uh, the Aussie number ten. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, the the last uh, Aussie, and like uh, I don't want to brag, but I I did a lot of work. Like we were like you and me were basically the only sure. ones doing it. And it was such a hassle, like getting all the sponsors, getting like uh, all this, uh, the sponsor packs, doing all the flyers, all the, like everything you need to do that's not yes. the contest in itself, like organizing judges, organizing people to transport things from A to B. And yes. yeah. And this was the, the first contest I got uh, a big help with a lot of people, like you guys yeah. helped me a lot. And, but I did like 17 big contests before where I did everything by myself. Mm -hmm. And Battle at the Herricks was like uh, more than half a year of pre preparation. Yeah. And the other one was nearly half a year too. So I was like continuously over the year working on contests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like when, when we did Aussie number 10, I think we, we worked half a year uh, on the whole organization thing. So, and there wasn't like one week where I felt like oh, I don't have to do anything this week. It was like, okay, we need to get yes. this thing to yes. print. We need to uh, make this payment for the uh, for the venue or organize something for the venue. If you want to do things right, for sure, for sure. You, yeah. There's so much things you have to, to think about and yeah. to plan so much more in advance, you know? Yeah. And also over the last few years, I think there's been a real decline at least in Germany in uh, contests and yeah. uh, it like people just have to 
have to do it like someone has to do it and i'm like i i wanted to do something uh, this year or even last year but you can't say that people doing something like Pas yeah, some Pascal, Pascal. <laughs> yeah, pa Pascal, and um, Max, Max also, you know. Yeah, there, there, there are people doing it, and yeah, I, I just think like if you say, "Oh, I want to go to a fingerboard event so bad," like do something about it. Like I think the best way is to just try to to organize it. And we also have to say that uh, we, we wanted to do an RC contest in 2020, but yeah. it was cancelled because of the pandemic. Yeah, and like... So it, it was everything fixed. We had yeah, it already. Yeah, and this one, like, didn't really get going because, like, we were just... I think we were just about to start, like, the real preparation with, like, getting all the sponsors and everything where it was on the horizon that it... I had I had I had a bunch of sponsors yeah, already. I, I think I, I had knew that you sponsors. asked a few people. Yeah, yeah I had thirty sponsors already. But the the venue, the Casupaya, where we usually do our contest, yeah. told me that it it not, it's not possible to the end of the year to, yeah. to book the venue and uh, yeah. And also, I think because with all this pandemic thing going on, and the the people are. Uh, Unsecure and things. Uh, yeah, because uh, you should like I, a big event. Yeah, maybe, you know? yeah. Like I, I don't want to book a flight for in like let's say six months, because I don't know if the world will be able to be inhabited um, once again in half a year. So if I'm and I want to have it big, you know. Yeah, and I want to have it big, and this is not possible at the moment. And if you uh, if you come from like any non-European country, it's always expensive, and even in European countries, it's easier to just book it like four months in advance because yes. if you know the event is happening then you know okay i'm but what are you going on but, but you can say actually i love organizing events and i have still some events in my pocket like mm -hmm. uh there something that is, hasn't been done is uh yeah it has uh martin winkler did it, did it I, I think we talked about it. that and i the king of you, the road yeah i want to do like international king of the road here in berlin and i have uh, the book ready yeah, <laughs> i uh Jan, and uh, I talked uh, with a few of the locals uh, from here, like not doing like a King of the Road thing, but doing like a team challenge with like five people just all across outdoor spots in Berlin yeah. and do like a, uh, like a video thing where you film a video in one day, uh, yeah, cut it on the evening and premiere it the next day. So much opportunities if you like. You can yeah. keep it local, but you can also organize it big, but yeah. like an international yeah. King of the Road yeah, that needs to that have would be international amazing. teams, and that needs to have a lot of preparation. Yeah, yes. yeah, because you need people to drive cars, and I, I would be down just to drive a car. Like, I, I would be fine not here. Not Berlin, riding. I would organize the, the the challenges so that you don't need a car. No, but uh, like uh, maybe driving like from town to town or like. No, no, all in Berlin. Ah, just in Berlin. I thought just you meant like uh, like road tripping style. No, no, no. In it's like enough. Hamburg, it's, Berlin. No, no, I think it's enough road trip. If you, you can do a king of the road, uh, like the Weisswurst is jam was all organized in Munich. Yeah. And you can do the same thing in Berlin yeah, uh, we, in two days and you have, you give the foreigners a lot of adventures, believe me. <laughs> yeah, and we, we were basically uh, trying to create something like that with like an outdoor thing, like very friendly and with multiple locations where you have to go and yeah something like that would be dope and we also talked about doing like a an event just like somewhere in the woods like i have a location in the woods where a friend of mine owns like a part of land okay like, like castle us uh yeah basically like that and it's like an hour away from berlin and that would be like a cool thing to just oh. like get a few tents oh get, yes 
And that, summer, that is, summer event. Yes. Yeah, that, that is something I really want, want to do. Like, just just a couple people, because uh, I think the original idea was uh, from Julian. And, yeah, then later on I had the location and thought, yeah, maybe 2020, because they got the location. the location is super nice. Let's, yeah, they let's got the location in, like, late 2019. And so, yeah, nothing could happen in 2020, as we all know. Even if you just organize it for the Berlin scene or for the close friends, yeah, yeah, it's, with, it's enough people already. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it would be, like, probably in the beginning just, like, a German thing. Like, if you're from, like, close, you can obviously come. But... Uh, it would be like more of a, hey, I, I'm going to tell all my friends and let's yes. just go camping somewhere with a couple of fingerboard parks. You need to see how big the venue is, you know, Castle Ost it, was one of the it's best a, events it's ever. It's a big in, uh, yeah. venue because it's, uh, uh, they uh, bought the venue for LARPing, so for live action roleplay, which I do the mask thing. Oh, okay, okay. They, so, they, you need a big uh, property. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's like, a, uh, it's like a mix between a museum and a farm. And okay. it's like a huge forest and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, they even have like uh, wash houses and stuff like that. So, that would be the perfect location. Sounds super nice. Yeah, but just get like, some parks there. Yeah, and, and yeah, let's even rent a car. And yeah, and yeah, just go. Yeah, that's that's something that's really on my mind, and and I think that's something more people uh, should think about. Like, ju just start something because. You're totally right. Um, yeah. I, I have I get so many messages message, me oh messages. Yes, thanks, Jana. Um, <laughs> every day, but uh, like, oh, why start a contest here or open a shop there? And yeah, it's, it's, it's like people. It's so easy to complain. Yeah. It's so easy to complain that other people don't help you out of your situation. Besides thinking about that, you are the only one that could help you out of your situation. Yeah. You know, and and also. Like uh, there was uh, one one year or a couple weeks where I was here at the shop and like over, let's say a month, there were three people telling me that they were the only fingerboarder in Finland. So that's <laughs> yes. the, the only fingerboarder yes. in Finland three weeks in a row and it was a different one every time. Yes, yes. And I've, I've heard this a lot as well. Yeah. Like from people, from, even from the Netherlands. Yeah. There were like oh, from... there's no one in in my country or no one in my city. And... But but if you if you're not connected, you know, if, yes. if you don't know that there is a scene, if you don't even know or watch YouTube or don't mm. even care about YouTube, uh, but that's that's okay, you know, yeah. you uh, you don't need to, and uh, then you probably think this. Uh, yeah, but also like uh, we've seen it with uh, our good friend Pascal, uh, where he basically started a scene from the ground up and has yes. people at the bar that he works at or yeah. youth club you need to offer something yeah. you need to offer something and it's and it needs to be public it could not be in your private home you yes. know though the people don't get it and yes. i think it's that simple and I've, i think i've said this already in some interviews that if the people in the parks would not build the table tennis plate there will nobody be there playing table tennis. And it's the same with fingerboarding. It works yep. the same. You need a public spot for people to meet and to build up a social scene or something yeah. like, like a scene. And it needs to be a, a public place. Yeah, but that's I, I, I don't really like uh, public fingerboard parks that much because like, uh, most times they are at a skate park. So yes. the fingerboard park is usually used as a table to put your bag, your uh, beer bottle and uh, things like that. So you feel like you're 
disrupting people every time you go fingerboarding there because you have to say, hey, can you but this not is like, sit on the table? This is like nowadays. This is like nowadays because back in the day there were no fingerboard parks at the skate parks. Yes, yes. But we had a lot of skate shops with fingerboard parks and yeah, they, that, built, they built up the scene and this yes. is what I was talking about. We and had like 25 shops in Germany, mostly Tito's, who had a fingerboard park yeah, it for was maybe really one year or two or three and they built up the, the big German yeah, scene. More. Like, uh, I was really bummed that my local Tito's never had one, but uh, like the one in Stuttgart, but the one in Karlsruhe had one. Mm-hmm. And um, there were a lot ever, of yeah, and, and ever since I was like maybe four years old, uh, my parents and I would always uh, go to uh, northern Italy, to South Tyrol. And like I, we would go there like two to three times a year. Because we had friends there yeah. and okay. uh, went there for vacation. Like, like it was. I knew that place better than my home, and I spent like multiple weeks a year there. Okay. And right. in uh, there was like a big, big sports store with like climbing stuff and like big things like that. And they had uh, a big uh, like river park back okay. there. It was. Uh, I think it was. It was even in uh, uh, in fast fingers uh, in pissing fingers. It was okay. the one with the Nokia stickers. With the big blue oh. Nokia branding all over, okay. and uh-huh. yeah, and that one, I like every time I uh, I went there, I always uh, try to bring my fingerboard if I uh, didn't for, forget. For sure, it was a big challenge yeah. back then to shred the park. Yeah, you know. because it was like a couple times a year, and usually it was at some event or the other, and like that you have like a whole park for your own. That never happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, but uh, speaking of shops, so like we mentioned earlier, we're sitting in the Asi Berlin shop right now. Uh, can you tell us a bit how that started or uh, yeah, why we're sitting at Asi right now? Um, I think like I worked for in the Tito's skate shop for five years and I, I stepped out in 2008 and I even had this idea in mind and uh, brainstorming with the, with the chefs at Tito's that Maybe fingerboarding has such a big potential to open a shop because we were, uh, you live in Berlin, in, the, in Berlin Mitte, which is the center of Berlin where the, the shop was located. Yeah. And they were just building the Sea Life building in front of us, mm. you know, and there were uh, spaces for, for hire, to hire, but super expensive. And they told me that uh, how much tech tax I need to sell every day that I could ha- hire this place where the rent was. You can't even believe how high it was, yeah, you know. But we, we, but we had we had this in mind. We were thinking about this already, and I had a, a plan for this in mind, like a concept, like building a Berlin uh, landscape on the side and doing ramps on the walls into the the buildings or whatever. Mm. And uh, but yeah, for, for, it didn't it didn't happen. And then I went on a, a longer vacation to Mexico and to Central America. And after this, I worked for several skate shops here in Berlin and skateboard companies. And but always had this fingerboard shop thing in mind, you know. And then when I came back to, and I worked even for Tech Deck, they had me doing shows and demos and stuff. I did with Dimitri Schlotthauer, which was a good time. Uh, but it was never enough money to, to live from a good life, you know. Yeah. Um, it was always just to what you need, you know. Yeah. So it was a lot of hu- hustling. <laughs> also to survive for the months and um i think it was in 2010 where i was on a point where i I, what should i do now like going back to the hospital going back to 
to the skate shop to Titus, uh, Titus. Um, or then I was thinking, why not trying it with a fingerboard shop? Because mm -hmm. uh, I was feeling that fingerboarding is huge enough now that the fingerboard uh, concept store could survive. And then I, I was on the research for property here in Berlin and looked for a lot of venues. And I realized uh, that the best uh, empty places that I could hire, I could not hire by myself because I had not no insurance. Couldn't rent. Yeah. I could not rent because I didn't have the money to, yeah. be, to, um, to be honest. And then I told the Black River guys about my idea and they were down. They were um, um, super supportive. Yeah. And um, with their help, we... Uh, yeah, because we are, this was the, the question. I was able to uh, get this property we are actually sitting in. This was mm -hmm. a former butcher store. And yeah, it was, you can still see it in, in some rooms. Yes, <laughs> you can, unfortunately, you can even smell it sometimes. In, when in, it's the, in the cellar, yeah. When it's really, really hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it was a butcher store for over 50 years. Mm. And uh, this was one of the property I eyed out the most because it was always closed. There was not a number in the in the window, nothing. And it looked from the outside that it was perfect because it was long. It was several rooms and something. And one day I was uh, going by with a bicycle. I saw it was open and I went in and uh, there was uh, already the guy doing the paperwork with some people who want to rent it. And I had a short conversation with him and... Um, it was uh, the secretary of the landlord and we were super sympathetic with, with each other and uh, he was like, okay, he was turning around to the to the to this family and like, okay guys, we need to wait two weeks more and uh, he was like, okay, you got two weeks now and we need all the paperwork done and uh, I was like, okay, crazy. I, I get the, I, I found the, the guys in Schwarzenbach and they founded the, the, the Black River Stores uh, GmbH GmbH? Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a legal thing in Germany for companies. So basically, like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's German company. A company founding thing that founded yeah. the company that was st standing behind the shop. And the next thing you know, I was talking to the, the secretary of the landlord like two days later. And I told them that I'm working for this new founded company. And he was like, oh, what? Okay, you're fine. We do all the paperwork later. You got the shop, <laughs> and uh, yeah, cool. th this is this is how it how it started, and and we opened in November. No, no, in, on the fourth of December in two thousand and ten. Yeah, yeah, really sad that we couldn't do a ten year celebration this year. Oh yes, it was super sad. Yes, yeah, we'll we'll just pretend like twenty ten never twenty uh, twenty never happened, and do a ten year celebration next year. Yes, yes, and also the contest that didn't, yeah. didn't happen and the celebration. Yeah. So if we are allowed to, and uh, for sure if it's it's good to do it, we will do something really, really big in 2021. Mm, yeah. I can I can promise you already. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to doing something again because, like, I, I was so looking forward to like things like Pateo because we went there together in yes. 2019. Yes, and it was. I've said it multiple times, it was my favorite fingerboard event ever. Yes. And I would so this be down to... My time out, my yearly time out, yeah. like five, four days in, in Porto was always good. I'm missing these guys in times yeah. so much. Yes, and for a big shout out to the Pateo crew. Yeah. Oak Wheels, love you. <laughs> a couple of days ago, I actually uh, uh, randomly talked with uh, with one who I met at Pateo, like we... It was in a 
Discord chat with uh, uh, with uh, Ben Dulac. Uh, also yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were like just talking for a couple hours via voice chat, and then some other guy came and was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you, uh, I know you from Porto." And yes, okay, yeah, it's it was an awesome, awesome event. The, the the people are nice. The scene is super yeah. good, and the Porto the Portuguese scene is one of the oldest, uh, beside the German. Yeah, they were one of the strongest. They had this forum. With Bruno Ambrosio did yeah, back then yeah, the, they had lo, have Lobro. Yeah, Losh, you know? Losh talk, uh, talked about the forum a lot yes. in the interview I did with yes. him. And I I heard mumble, mumblings that uh, Lobro might be doing something again. Yes, I heard something like yeah. this as well. <laughs> let's, let's not say say too much about yes. it. But yeah, let's let's keep it low. Yeah, but <laughs> the the Portugal scene definitely always been like a huge part and yes. when when i uh, i went there with pascal who we mentioned a couple times so shout out to him and he was like when he went there the first time like when he entered he was like well this is it i have more parks at my home i mean he does have <laughs> an absurd amount of ramps at his home yes. but yeah like that doesn't really matter like no, after like no, no. an hour this. or like just a couple of minutes like the whole vibe and all the people like it's the people chilling going yeah. to sell yeah going to the supermarket going to the patio yeah going to sell eat, yeah eating, going to the supermarket eating those uh weird sandwiches francesinias yeah only one a day oh but my liver i don't know if i could ever eat one again <laughs> i I don't think I will ever eat one again. I, <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it. You don't enjoy it? No. I can't it's enjoy it. Like meat with other meat. Meat, with and, meat, meat. and meat and meat and, and sausage cheese. and cheese and yes. uh, sauce and toast. And <laughs> yeah, it's like too much meat. Okay, no, okay guys, recognize no more Francesina for, for Jana. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so... Uh, a couple of years ago, you then to get back on on topic. Like a couple of years ago, you um, you decided to go on with the Azi Berlin shop after the Black River store closed down. And how long have you been uh, going strong as the Azi Berlin shop? It's like three years now. Like the the reopening of the shop was three years ago mm. in two thousand seventeen in November. That was really cool. Like, uh, that was also a really cool event because we we weren't quite sure if it were like we as like I wasn't too connected at that time. Like I knew basically only only Bena, and I don't think we even met up during the time Black River yeah. Shop was closed and Azi was opened. Yeah. So I basically lost all my fingerboard connections for like half a year, and I wrote to some via Instagram, but we all were like, yeah. Not sure what's happening or if something. Yeah, and yeah, we were even not sure what happened. Yeah, exactly. The shop was closed. The shop was closed for two months, yeah. and we were, did the renovation going on. But even it was closed for like two weeks, and I didn't knew that they gonna reopen. You know. Yeah. And uh, to to, uh, to be honest, like the year two thousand seventeen was one of the hardest for me in my life. Like. Mm -hmm. With decision going up and down, with my mind going crazy, what I should do? Because yeah, I can imagine. It was it was a, it was a hard thing, but since we 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 decided to uh, keep it going, uh, to open to stay open the shop, to invest again, to try to be independent, um, it works out step by step. Yeah, I can say, and uh, we have a web shop now for one year, or maybe a little longer since last year November. 
okay. I, th- so. I thought it was longer. But we, yeah, we, had, we had one before, but another one, another system got hacked. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was there for that one. <laughs> I, yes, I, I built yes, a thanks for everybody who helped me, by the way, with, yeah. with all the projects. You know, this was Alan. Alan helped me with my first web shop, and his company did a lot for this. Unfortunately, it got hacked and went down, and now I have a new one. So I built up two web shops in two years. Yeah. And uh, with, without the web shop, we would not survive the yeah. pandemic. And but with, with uh, I think it was done with uh, a good friend of the shop, uh, Mauro. Yes, the second one. The second yeah, the one second was one. like a homie project again. Yeah, like Mauro helped me with yeah. the second one a lot. Shout out to Mauro. If you, sh- if you shout out. <laughs> shout out to all the people helping um, the ASI. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there are like once in a while there are things started by the people here, like the you know, the spot in the back, the uh, the simple spot. Or yeah, the all the things you did when you redid the shop, like the the pop park and the big quarters and in, in the yes. entry and we, 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 the reopening was nice because we had something to offer the people didn't knew. We had some surprises. The pop park, we had yeah. the big quarters. Uh, um, the big quarters just look amazing. Like yes. it doesn't matter if they're like best for fingerboarding like they just look amazing <laughs> yes it's like an eye catcher this one yeah. they were actually they were built for like when people walk by the look through the windows uh if they i was like big yes if i would creeps. be a skater and would see this i was like what the hell is this like let's go inside maybe yeah so this is uh one of the major reasons uh we, we built this for yeah. and also it's it's a nice fingerboard spot and yeah. also a good handboard spot yeah that's that's why i bought bought a handboard <coughs> And it was sadly, like, not long after I shattered my elbow, so <laughs> my handboard career is over. <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and also with the shop, it, uh, we did it step by step. We, we, uh, we, Harry built the, the Harrier Wonderland, like, a year later, and then we had the park built by uh, Hennemann and Julian, yeah, like, a year spot. later. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, and, like, half a year ago, I think, I think it was already half a year ago, um, uh, the uh, stoned uh, guys were here and brought uh, it, it, brought, yeah, brought a new park as well. Yeah, and we even plan to get more more spots and uh, have you know, more individual individuality. Oh man, individuality, individuality <laughs> in the shop. Like uh, because in the in the basement there's some space we can use. Even in the in the back there's some space we can use. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is. Uh, I would love to have uh, actually a new Black River Park and not this one anymore. Yeah. But I don't think we're gonna get one, so yeah. we, we probably will we get rid of this one we have and give it back and even build another same spot. Yeah. You know, you know there yeah. was this Black River Park from the contest from the Aussie contest. Oh yeah, and I think I, I had I sessioned this for like half a minute because yeah, the, like, the weekend was too intense. Yeah, I, for me I to think give I, me time. <coughs> I, I think I wrote it more. And I mean, I I did write it at uh, at the evening after the event, and on the next day when we were at the dog shit spot. Yeah. I think there I wrote it, but during the day, like, I was so busy. Like I I was doing the check in, I was doing the judging, and I uh, I doing did all the contest the... day was impossible yeah. to do it, and even on the after party it was impossible, or the day after. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for for you even more. Like the after contest. the contest was done, for me it was like okay, now I can open a beer after I. Drove all the stuff back, and yes. it was like really stressful. The whole like there wasn't one moment where I could like 
actually fingerboard. Like the this is how, how the contacts are. <laughs> I think I played one or two games of skate uh, with people with like one guy from Japan and I think with someone else at the stair set, but okay. that that's pretty much it. And I don't fingerboard at events. Yeah. Uh, like the, the events I organize, I have yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's even though it's a lot of work, it's always okay. fun. Like it's fun stress. Like yeah, it was a little bit the pity. And the, the park was kind of promised to be at the shop later to mm, we change yeah, another park. There was like issues. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this happen. this but. Uh, the, the, the shop is big and we even get new parks people coming here and give like we have the three bowl thing somebody gave us just lately and yeah. we have even parks in the basement that the people don't know that we need to build tables for yeah. and so there's a lot of uh how you say uh potential still at the shop that yeah. is uh, untouched <laughs> yeah and i like uh at this point when we're recording uh actually uh friends of uh Azi, uh the guys from undialed uh, they finished uh, a big fingerboard park project that they did for over a year. Oh yes, I saw this. This, this colorful. Yeah. Thing. Oh yes. Yeah, and awesome. And ever since I saw that, I was like, <sighs> I think Azzy needs to answer. Like, like mm. people like maybe something we, like that is so amazing. Maybe and we can realize what I just mentioned for the shop for first shop idea I ever had in mind. Like uh, doing something in the back pretty long. Which has the wall right on one side, but mm. then you can have like a Berlin kind of uh, uh, skyline. skyline going on and then building spots like 3D yeah. coming out, going in. Yeah. And uh, this is this is something what we will do in the back maybe, yeah, you know? Yeah, eventually. Let, let, let's yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, building parks is always fun and designing parks and it, it's, it's just a cool thing. And uh, I think all the parks here are so different and... Uh, like yeah, yes. sometimes I think oh there's only one Black River park, but I actually like it more than when there were more Black River parks because there's so much different stuff. Like the the Stone Park is different from the Black River Park, is different from the Pop Park, from the Harrier Wonderland, the old concrete uh, spot in uh, in the basement. Like they are all vastly different and. There's so many spots, and even yeah. there are so many spots, especially in this basement where I haven't had a session or when I want to film things. You know, I had yeah. I think two or three parts filmed in the basement, but everything was in a rush. Oh, mm. we need some footage. Let's go in the basement, and like five minutes later, like we had the, the part or the tricks, and this is not something I wanted to do. Yeah. And there's so much untouched terrain for me in the basement, especially at the site that I built of so the I freestyle. Yeah, I have to one. say I'm, I I like the other side more, but the heavier side, yes. No, no, yeah. the um, the uh, the uh, part the, the one Elias asked me yeah. about. Yes, yeah. this is all so clean. And yes, <laughs> it looks like looks like a skate park. The other thing looks like uh, something you built. Yeah, something <laughs> molded with hands. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, it's it's also I mean, so it's, nice. It's you all fun. Like I so much good spots everywhere. Yeah, I, I have plenty of sessions on. I think everything in this in this building yes it's just a little bit the thing if you work in a fingerboard shop you probably fingerboard Rarely. less yeah i i have that with uh, with other hobbies that i do like with magic the gathering like the friend i told you earlier who has the uh the location he previously was a an owner of the uh, card market uh, the card shop like right next to the dog shit spot 
Mm. Oh yes, I, I know yeah. the, uh, this shop. Yeah, and he uh, he sold his share and bought the venue, and so uh, and he, like from conversations with him and other shop owners, it was always the thing like once once you make your hobby your job, you basically lose your hobby. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> for sure you lose it then. Yeah, uh, yeah. I the only thing about when the camera was on. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, to be fair, when when we were at the last uh, Fast Fingers, uh, I was quite surprised on how well you did. Like, it, not uh, not to be uh, to be mean or anything, <laughs> no, but I, like you, I I hang here all the time. Usually, when when we're allowed to, and I rarely see your fingerboard. Like, usually, it's like, oh, let's film something, and then you do like a hand plant or like a. Yeah, your, your signature tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something which is not too hard to get into it. Yeah, and then at the um, at the, uh, basically the World Cup, you uh, I think you got into like top ten or. Top I, I think I was the, the best one out of Berlin. Yeah, I and think so. I think this is what I wanted to uh, receive <laughs> the, this and, title, and it and was <laughs> it was good. And I, I mean, there even was uh, uh, Dimi uh, yes, uh, was yes. even there, and I think any time you. Better the con you're doing better in the contest than Dimi. It's always something to <laughs> yes, it's, it's okay. And and yeah. even the uh, the level was super high. Yes. and I think Dimitri put everything on uh, one card with one trick. He tried like four times too much. Yeah, and he lost some time. And I I was uh, I didn't expect to get that well, but I think I had one like big flip fifty or something mm -hmm. over the nearly the half of the table and. Yeah. Um, which was nice and got me next round, but uh, you're right. I'm not that used to fingerboard daily anymore. Yeah. This were the days in 2009, 2010, 2011 when I was hired by Tactic. Oh man, we had the demos going on. We need to fingerboard that much that I had the I don't know the word the Sehenscheiden syndrome. Yeah, it's um, I I uh, it's similar to carpal tunnel syndrome, but I think. That isn't like the exact thing, in your underarm. Your like underarm your, gets red and big. Yeah. <laughs> and I had this from fingerboarding. Yeah, from yes. like your wrist towards your elbow is like swollen and uh, from hurts. Too, and, from too much moving. And I had this yeah. from fingerboarding, so I knew how it is. So uh, even from back in the day when I was still living at my parents' home, I was fingerboarding that much. And I even stand up. I could not sleep, build a spot, did the trick, go sleep. Really, yeah. I did this a lot of times. Yeah. Was thinking so much about something. <laughs> yeah, and uh, to uh, to keep with the uh, world championship thing at the fast fingers, uh, how many times did you become world champion? Because I I know that you're a former world champion. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> actually, I'm two times world champions, and um, ten years ago, <laughs> before I went, uh, the, the I won the fast fingers in two thousand and nine. And there was a world champion of fingerboarding in '99, which was part of the Münster Monster Mastership, which was a well-known uh, uh, yeah. skateboard contest here in Germany. Yeah, like I, uh, I remember reading like articles just about how the park was built, like with the builder who did it and all the. Because <laughs> that that always inter interested me the most, like how how it was built and all the framing and yeah. I, I remember reading that specific interview. Yeah, yes, and it was uh, always a big part of my thing that going there in, in, in July on summer, I think I, I went there the first time, I was 13, just for skateboarding. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I won it, uh, I was 18, I think. 
and I, I went there every year and uh, I, I think I read in the in the monster what, what was a German skateboard magazine that there will probably be a fingerboard event and then I told my friend we need to bring the fingerboard <laughs> and I brought the fingerboard and ex actually there was a, a Levis a Levi's booth yeah. uh, in front of the entrance of the shop area and everything uh, uh, arena and uh, they had a fingerboard park there mostly self-made stuff with something maybe from tech deck or plastic in the middle but also a big gap a big handrail and stuff like this and i was shredding and then they told me about the fingerboard uh, event and uh, i need to participate because i looked that i knew what i'm doing yeah. and actually i saw i was the only one could do a, a proper tree flip yeah. and uh, i participated and then they uh I won this event on Friday, and then there were I was announced the world champion. I even have this thing here, I think. There. <laughs> the, but actually, I was just a Friday world champion because I recognized there was an event as well on 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 Saturday. So there was a Saturday world champion as well for fingerboarding, <laughs> and uh, I should participate on Sunday in the final. I was like, man, guys, I'm here because of the skateboard contest, and the skateboard final is on Sunday as well. And we need to go home afterwards because the normal life uh, yeah. starts again. And I think I didn't uh, um, um, participate in the Sunday event. And mm -hmm. I don't know, there must be a Sunday world <laughs> champion as well. And I think I even heard about or read about something in like a local newspaper that somebody was announced yeah. uh, the, the world champion. Yeah, that, of that's the why year we as were well. uh, so excited when uh, you did so well in the last Fast Fingers because it was 2019. Oh, yeah, so the triple. It would have been the, the 10 year triple, like yes. 99, 2009, mm. 2019. I missed it. Yeah, sadly. It. But <laughs> you, you did great. And um, yeah. And now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. Um, yeah, looking looking forward to have the contest back. Uh, yeah. like even though I have fast fingers, I probably um, will be na next year if, mm. if it's allowed uh, to have it. But uh, let's see how we can uh, organize this with uh, having a big event in yeah. Berlin as well. Yeah, would would be awesome. Yeah, I, I think so. We 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 definitely gonna do it if we are allowed to. Yeah. Um, and just a short other thing I wanted to ask you. Um, you mentioned before that uh, Azzy started basically as a fingerboard team. Uh, do you remember who is on the finger uh, on the Azzy team, like officially? Oh yes, because I just had this in mind because I want to do something with the original team writers. Uh, not, none of them ever had like like it. It's pro model, you know, mm -hmm. and I want to honor these guys and give them what they deserve. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, think the, e even I'm getting a pro model, so they guys, yes. <laughs> I think I think they deserve yes. and, 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 <laughs> like and, also, and also not not all the design guy, not 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 everyone gets a pro model who was on the team, uh, but the guys who are still a little bit active, yeah, uh, and people like Dimitri yeah. and people like Leonard. And also people like Max, mm -hmm. and uh, there's Ramon, and there's Jean? there's myself. I don't know. I actually need to ask Jean because Ramon told me that Jean don't want to be mentioned at the Aussie team anymore. Okay. And mm. I, but we had some some uh, good conversations lately. Let me let me ask again. Yeah. I I, I made the, this graphic for him already. Uh, um, um, before, which is this love and hate thing. I don't know if you yeah. saw it. Yeah, I, I think, I think where, I, where I, I, I think I get his heart and 
jump on it or something. I don't know. It's a lovely graphic. Yeah. And so he ha he has his pro model graphic already. Even he's he don't want to be on a team anymore. I don't know. I love Eugene. Just to let you know. So we have uh, Max, Ramon, myself, uh, Dimitri, and Leonard as the the core people. If I don't forget anyone now, it has to be Jean next, you know. Yeah. And uh, what about the girl from Switzerland? She's she's there and in the team. For, yeah, uh, it's Mel Mel Melinda, really. Melinda. Yeah. But uh, because I want to do some graphics, some mm -hmm. um, like uh, comic characters yeah. of each of us. Uh, each character should point out one of our specific behaviors or whatever, yeah. you know, and. Um, I think it's it's enough to do this with, yeah. with, with five uh, yeah. um, guys or with five people, and um, you know the the movie Kinder des Zorns. No, I don't. Is this even looking little kids who are coming out of the cornfield <laughs> with white hair and with staring, gluing eyes, and each of us will get a, a character of this style. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm spoiling too much, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, our favorite uh, designer uh, Katita is, yeah. is doing the job and we're gonna have a meeting soon and that would uh, be dope yeah let's see if the team yeah. writers listening to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th I, th I think like in general like having having your own products is something that really sets you apart from other stores because there are other fingerboard stores but not a single one on this scale and mm. like exclusively fingerboarding, open to the public all the time. Yes. And yeah, the, I always say that there's not much shops in the world you can compare with this place. To yeah. be honest, you know, there there is the the, the places in Portugal, but they are private. Yeah. And, and what and I even have in, in the states, there lately have been a few. Yeah, the good, the uh, good, good, good vibes. So yes. I did an interview a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, uh, this FB in uh, in like uh, Colorado. Like oh, okay. they they have a huge, uh, huge park thing. Like they uh, they have a lot of space for parks. Awesome. They uh, I think they are like a screen printing company and do like mainly like shirts for companies and stuff. And they had some place in the back and started and had the shop there anyway. And so they started having a fingerboard shop okay. as well. And I think a similar thing uh, happened with Slush Cult in uh, yes in. Uh, uh, California, so there there are places popping up, and I would love to see more of them. Yes. And maybe one can get as iconic as as Azi. Yeah, yeah, but but you you have to mention the the place from uh in, in Colombia, uh from Lampa. Ah, yeah, uh, Lampa in, in yeah, Bogota. Lumpa, uh, yeah, Lumpa. What, what, Lumpa. I, you know, yeah, what? Lampa. Yeah, Bogota. I'm not quite sure, but yeah. And for sure, the the places in Indonesia and Malaysia I, and and I was on the just Philippines. about to uh, to Be say that because they have they have even older sh shops and yeah. uh, so it's much sadly, dedication in the scene. It's like a, I would love to talk to uh, one of uh, those because it's like a whole separated scene because they're not really on Instagram or at least bit. not. They uh, are, they are, but they I are, but yeah, it's it's like a, it's. I think there's a, even there's a huge language, language barrier, barrier, yeah, and um, they're doing their own thing. They, yeah, they have their their own market. Yeah, and uh, when they see the stuff stuff here, which is imported, which is super expensive. Yes, 
And luckily, I think they they focus on their own thing, on their yeah, own strength. Platoon and yes, and yeah. because they they have amazing writers, as it looks yeah. like the best fingerboarders in the world come comes out of this area. Yeah, really, really, they yeah, they can they can beat us with even the other hand. Because <laughs> it it's a lot about like support. Like if you if you build the infrastructure uh, to help people fingerboarding or to just help people meet other people, like. Ever since I came to uh, or started going to the door regularly, I became a much better rider, just because I'm hanging out with yes, like you're hanging out with other people. Uh, other people who are like in in uh, in Magic, like the card uh, train card game that I play. We always say you only get better uh, when you get beaten by people who are better than you. Like you yeah, learn a lot more from yeah, from sure. losing against a better player yeah. uh, than winning against a weaker player. But, so, and like but having the, people here who are all better than me helped me become yeah. much better. But at the end, you need to play. Without playing, you know, yeah. on both sides, your, your yes. card games or fingerboard, you, yeah, you, you, you don't get better. And yeah. it, it's much more fun to not play alone. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, this is so nice here I, with the shop. I rarely oh. fingerboard at home. Like I, I have a park and I'm actually in the process of rebuilding it. But like nowadays, I only uh, film uh, film at my park. Like I rarely go there just to have a session because I've written everything. And it's like when people come over, back when that was allowed, mm. Uh, mm. like that was something I always liked because it's much more fun playing on your own park with yeah. other people and having them find spots you never ride or things like that or do tricks you never do in that spot but yeah it's much more fun with I other people I don't have a single obstacle at home yeah I nothing I, I can I can imagine now that I I know you <laughs> <laughs> but I have a book you can use at the curb that's true if, if I want the old, to <laughs> uh, the old DVD uh, and book curb and manual pad like we, we all Used that back in the day. Yes, and and when if it comes to fingerboarding at home, it's mostly for the kids, and, and then the flat is enough, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, there are a couple of rapid fire questions that I want to go through with you. So I will ask you like a succession of uh, questions back to back, and you answer them like from the top of your head, like as just like saying one word. Yeah, you you can spend a bit of time on some, but like let's. Try to move through them as, as quickly as okay. you can. So, uh, what's your favorite wheel? Oak. Uh, what's <laughs> your favorite deck and or shape? Oh, that's a good one. I used to write Bollywood and love Bollywood the most. And they are for me the the, the best boards. But uh, lately I rode a lot of boards. Now I rode a, a ride a, a Salem Worldwide, which is an old school shape. Uh, but one of the boards which stood out the most is the Gaio old school shape. I yeah, that, uh, I, I saw you riding that basically to death. Uh, yes, and, and I think I, this was the only board I put on three times where I put it off already, you know? Yeah, and yes, I, I saw you, uh, like there were a bunch of times where I came to the shop and was like, you set up that one up again? Like Yes, because <laughs> I was not satisfied with everything else I, I was written, written in between. So I set it up again, and I think I never did it before because I had always the opportunity to just change the whole board yeah. and get a full new setup. Yeah, like the the first time I actually met you after, like the first day I went into the shop after a nine year break, you were uh, actually setting up a board because I think you told me that you lost it like the 
the day before at, <laughs> there was like a fair uh, with Black River like uh, uh, okay. Martin was also here and they were yeah and you lost it there yeah I lost a lot of boards in my life already <laughs> the best the best boards I got I got one board from Flint thanks loss and I lost it I think it was one of the early old school boards he ever made and I lost don't it don't you still have one at, at uh, the red yeah, one he, he remade it but it, it was ah. to be honest not the same shape okay. sorry loss <laughs> So, uh, what's your favorite trick on flat? A tree flip. And what's your favorite trick on an obstacle? Like like a, a transition or like doing something? Any, anything on any obstacle. What's your favorite one? I, I, it's hard to... I love, I love smith grind, like doing like deep. Mm. A one-footed backsmith is like my favorite grind and probably boneless on the, on the vertical part. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite song at the moment? Oh, <laughs> some, just some child kid songs popping up at the moment. Yeah, I think as a dad. Something, something from Paul Blatch, maybe. <laughs> I think that's uh, something or, that happens. Oh, it's David Bowie. My, my, my son loves yeah. David Bowie. And, um, ah, that's it's, interesting. Uh, maybe Gene Genie or, or Sticky Stardust. I have to say Sticky Stardust. Um, I think I know the question to the next, uh, the answer to the next question. Uh, outdoor or indoor fingerboarding? It has to be outdoor, but I, I'm getting more comfortable as well. So I'm doing more indoor stuff. Yeah. The thing is with the outdoor, you know, the perfect spots, uh, maybe this is a good thing for people to know. The perfect spots are on in, the ground, on the ground, on the ground yeah. and how you fingerboard on the ground, mostly by lying or hanging there or on the or crouching weird and something. And you have to lie on one arm because you need to stretch in the other arm to yeah. even do, do the trick. But the best spots are on the ground. Yeah, in, in the summer, a couple of friends of us uh, started trying to get everyone to film an outdoor part. And I also filmed oh, one. Yes, I heard and uh, there was one spot where it was like a, a flat to bank. And the bank came down at my ankles. And the uh -huh. flat was like not hip high, but between hip and knee high. Still comfortable. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was like... I did like hunching over and then I had to reach all the way to the ground to land the trick. And I did that for like maybe not even 15 minutes and my back hurt and my like everything it's, hurt. It's, but it's the best feeling if you land actually the trick because you can't cheat. You can't adjust uh, uh, the, yeah. the spot. You have to get the best out of the spot. And this is something you maybe learn when you do outdoor fingerboarding that maybe just an ollie or a kick turn is everything you can get out of the spot because yeah. it's so fucking un uncomfortable to ride it that yeah. uh, a good stylish kick turn is maybe the thing, the best thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another local at the store, uh, Bolle, he told me, uh, always make it simple when you uh, film outdoor. And the first trick I uh, was starting to do was like on a mani pad we found a very flip nose mani, which is a trick I'm really good at usually. And he was like, too complicated. And I didn't land it because the, the ground was rough as fuck yeah. and uh, like just getting stuck in the nose mani. And yeah, yeah, even, even tricks you're good at. Like, it's not like you, you stuff you get, you're used to because uh, yeah. the, the, the ground and everything, the obstacle is not like things you used to because it's yeah. something new. And this is the, the interesting thing in outdoor fingerboarding. You can find a new spot like every single second, every 10 meters on the ground. Yeah. Um, 
I usually ask uh, what you do for a living, but I, since we're sitting in your shop. <laughs> <coughs> yes, I'm working uh, fingerboarding. I work in a fingerboard shop for a living. Um, uh, what is your favorite obstacle? Oh, it's uh, a wall ride. It's like a kicker uh, to the wall ride. Maybe a wall ride where you can even have a lip on top, but it there needs to be a kicker wall ride thing. There was, I think, one of the first RZ breaks you did with like a... There's still, there's the last one. The, ah, la yeah. the, the last one is in the shelf above us. Yeah. And uh, But the, the mold is so bad and was one of the worst to molding ever obstacles. Mm -hmm. But we just dried it and I think we just produced like maybe... A double dozen or something, yeah. made 25. Yeah, or like not that many. Yeah, yeah. because the, the, the mold got so worn out so fast yeah. that I have to send down more and more and more each time. That yeah. normally you can't even afford this ramp, you know, because it's like half an hour, an hour sending or something. Yeah. Um, do you like concrete, wood, or granite the most for writing? Or even it's, marble? No, it's. it's concrete i would say because yeah. you get them concrete as a material you you can even do things out of it you know like doing lip things or pool coopings and yeah. it's uh, the best material uh switch regular fake or nolly Oy, really uh, regular i would say oh, oh fakey <laughs> uh do you have hobbies outside of fingerboarding Oh yes, I love going out with my bike, and I have two little kids. But I would not call this a hobby. But I, I mean, it's basically yes. a, a full-time job. Yes, you, you do you do a lot of things, you know, like going to. I love going to the zoo with them. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I see I see stories of that all the time. Um, I think this this is an interesting question for you. Uh, what's your favorite fingerboard video? Like it could be a full length, could be just like a video someone filmed oh. for YouTube, or needs to be somebody else. <laughs> no, no. Um, I think I it's Asher. Asher always comes in mind. Asher, ah. Asher does monster. Is Th that's one I haven't heard on this podcast before. Like oh. people mention usually similar stuff. Like a lot of people mention the. Uh, Elias, Elias, uh, 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 Elias and know. and also no, they uh, a lot of people also mentioned the Elias, uh, the thing with the shoes and like the. Ach, the where with, at Hammers. Yeah, yes, yeah, I think that one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And and uh, I think someone even mentioned one of your videos, uh, the one at the store, uh, at the supermarket. Oh, oh yes, this yeah, one. that's that's also a classic for me because. I was around at that time. Yes, it's super old. It was filmed in 2003 already. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, that long ago? Yes, it was that long ago. And it was Crazy. Uh, uploaded by a guy from Guatemala. And it reached like 3 million uh, clicks on YouTube back then. And then he deleted it. And I, I always told him, like, wrote him some emails, like, back then, hey, give, give me some credits, like, give yeah. me some credits. And yeah, but now it's the first video on my channel called Fingerboard Commercial. Yeah, and it's but it's super nice. Uh, a friend yeah. of mine got this connection, and yeah, yeah. that one is always going to be a classic for me. Um, but yeah, it's for me it's Asher the monster. Yeah, just to make but it's a super yeah. old video. I think it was filmed in two thousand and six. With uh, uh, have to look that up. Asher is like a one of the OGs, like German, of the German scene. Yeah, and uh, he did everything. Back then, in this video, I can tell you, it's super crazy. 
It's it's unbelievable. And even with Staro, with a small board, on landing on fingertips, on point. I think that was still the 29, uh, 26 millimeter days. Probably, probably. And yeah. He ha yeah, but he had a big mini already, so it was probably. Yeah, uh, but still, uh, like I, I was only around for the twenty six millimeter. I didn't make get to uh, the jump to twenty nine. Okay. So and since I was rebuilding a big mini, I'm quite okay, sure so. that, so, that yeah, checks so, out. But uh, I think it's still there somehow on the Afrobi channel. I think Fabi real uploaded it, and it's called yeah. Asher das Monster, something like this. It's six minutes long. I, I have to watch that when I uh, yes, watch it when I'm done here. And otherwise, I could recommend everybody to watch Asi Berlin uh, Disorder. It's uh, the the Weissworth is Jam video yeah. from us from um, from Munich. Also, the um, uh, hitting the streets of Berlin is also a, yes. an absolute classic. So it's, if you haven't watched that one, that's like the outdoor video. If you would have asked me about my favorite project I have done, I need to mention this one because yeah. this was so much effort. This was like a two years project filming for uh, research, filming for a fingerboard video. And even the uh, friendship uh, nearly got broke because it was so such an intense work thing, mm. and uh, but everything got fixed later on. But yeah. yeah, it's it's for sure my personal favorite video I've ever done is hitting the streets of Berlin. If you could get one Black River Park, which one would it be? I, w I would say the the one that I've mentioned, the, the, the park from Asi number ten. 10. This is the one with the long whale. I think the yeah. first one he built like yeah, this. Like similar to the one he uh, he did for yes. Fast Fingers. Only because I have, haven't shredded and this was yeah. the park built for the contest. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, do you prefer flat ground with an obstacle or a park? I would say park. Then park. Because I like the transitions more, you know? Yeah. Or uh, even a bank, just a bank. Yeah. Uh, heel flip or kick flip? Heel flip is easier. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, who's your favorite fingerboarder? I need, need to be let's, one. Let's let's say a couple. Who who are your favorite fingerboarders? Oh, there are a couple from from the Berlin guys. It's Leonard and Dimitri. Yeah, D Dimitri is it's, uh, it's being mentioned a lot. Yes, and he's he's unbelievable good because and I spent so much time with him and I even throwed his cell phone out of the window in six in the morning because it was disturbing me, and we, this was one of the de tech deck demo things and Leonard yeah. was he was ahead of us because he had the style already where nobody was even thinking about yeah, style. Leonard Binker was uh, a name that got mentioned in the forums back in the day a lot. Yes, he was a styler, and yeah, he, he and uh, Nick Hapsok were like the first few who had like yes, a, had this, this a distinct yes. style from anyone else. But, but also, I think when I was blown away totally, and I am still from Lucas Balaguada, mm -hmm. the, the guy from Brazil. He has such a super nice flow. He's technical ahead of everybody, for sure, and which is really really good. But also, like. I think nobody can fingerboard as good as Ramon. But but he, I work with him. I see this every day, and I even know that it's not hard for him because yeah, like uh, like I I remember playing games skate uh, against him, and like we played on the Black River stair set, like the the small one, and he just casually did like a, a switch backside flip uh, uh, yeah. five zero, and 
I uh, I was trying it, and he was like, "Come on, you can do that." And I was like, "I I, I never let I never even got close to that." And yeah, like it, it, for it, him, it's like so like five times in a row. And yeah. I know when I see the videos. Then maybe people think he needs to film like maybe half a day. He needs two minutes, man. Yeah, like and, and, and this is super good. Yeah, uh, even he's probably I, not I my favorite. I need half a day. Yeah, he's probably not my favorite, but also Daniel Aldolson, you know. Yeah, the, Daniel is uh, the is bulldog. Aldoshin. Uh, <laughs> Aldoshin, yes, yeah. yes. But also uh, Nick Uranov, uh, Nick Uravov. Sorry, mm -hmm. Nick Uravov. He is from from Russia. He is the the, the catch master, and I'm in contact with him a lot and. Uh, He just discovered that we are probably um, uh, brothers from different mothers, and he yeah. just his catch is better. <laughs> I, I also like the uh, the Italians who lately been coming into the scene, like uh, the guy who writes for Beast Pants, who was in the final at the uh, Mr. Bolly Trucks. Yeah, Mr. Bolly Trucks. Exactly. Yeah. How, how's his nickname? I uh, I forgot his name, but he he's also crazy good. Yes, they're, they're super good. Yeah. The thing is, I, I it's hard for me to catch up with everything happening on Instagram. But I always so, feel uh, like you you pretty much know everything on Instagram, rega uh, Instagram thanks, regardless. Thanks. Like let's, every, every time let's, let's stay it like this. Every time someone visits the shop, <laughs> you're you're like, oh, this guy from Instagram was here, and I met them, and I was like, oh, it's that guy. Probably because I he wrote in uh, a message already, and I yeah. answered it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, what's your favorite food? Ui. Uh, That's it's a good one. Um, uh, I think I, I have to say it's a classic a German bread with uh, marmalade and cheese mm -hmm. because I can eat this every time ever and never get boring out of it and I'm doing this already than over 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, loose, tight or medium trucks? Loose, but they get uh, tighter the you get older. <laughs> <laughs> um, What was your last personal NBD? So the last trick you landed where you were really stoked on, or was something? Uh, like nah, before? an NBD like never been done. Yeah, which, for uh, you, for you, uh, a trick you never de uh, done before. Uh, nah, it, it's like I, there Or a trick like, you. Uh, there are hundreds of tricks I I would never do because they're too much technical, like yeah, nolly flips or nolly no, heels. <laughs> I mean, a, a trick you did that you haven't done before that yes, you were proud of. Yes, it was just it was just lately because I was thinking about a new combination of something flipping and turning and grabbing, mm. and it it worked out. I think I, I did it for Pascal. It was something like a frontside big spin tail grab nose tap yeah, or whatever. I think I saw it, yeah. It uh, was like a weird hand motion. Yeah, yes, like this weird thing. And I think uh, you just have to think about it and try a couple times. And then if you land it and it's not super ugly and you have fingers on bolts, it's you can count it. Yeah. And it happens to me from time to time. <laughs> uh, what's your most hated trick in a game of skate? Oh, they are plenty. <laughs> they are plenty. I'm, I'm, I'm not good, or I don't like to do nolly or switch stuff in general. Yeah. You know, I, I, but I can do them. L I let's even... say a, reg a regular fakie trick that you don't like. Oh, oh, so sexy it. It's the hell. I can't do this. It's the best trick ever. No, Dimitri tried to to help me with this, and yeah, you yeah. need to put the finger like long. Like, yeah, I, I think I also tried to, uh, maybe to help you with that one. Late, maybe land one in my life, and this was uh, not uh, willing. It's, it's <laughs> one of my favorite tricks ever. No. Um, yeah, I think it's a love it or hate it type of thing. <laughs> I'll kick the backside uh, hair slide. I can't do this. Yeah. 
Um, uh, plastic or urethane wheels? Urethane. <laughs> Not even a question <laughs> for you. Uh, what's your favorite beverage? Your, your favorite drink? Lately, I have to say it's the Belgian one, which is over there called Omen. Omen. Oh, wait. It's so good. Oma. Oma Belgian beer. Yeah. It's the best beer I ever was drinking. And it's it's out of bottle that look like champagne. And that's what they have in Belgium. They have every average beer bottle looks like a normal champagne bottle. Yeah, and they have like oh. so many beers. Like I, when I went to Belgium, I think me and my friends each bought like eight bottles each and, not, and none of us bought like the same beer like we, we had like probably 30 different beers just from a regular shop. and the Oma is the best <laughs> um uh who are your sponsors uh my sponsors are opioids uh dislocation and fbs and berlin road and i would say Aussie as well yeah um, 32 or 34 millimeters? Oh, 34. Meanwhile, even maybe bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that you uh, like the bigger setups. Yeah, the, the guy was 36, actually. Yeah. And I loved it. Um, do you have a dream sponsor? Oh, yes. There are plenty of dream sponsors, like people who can uh, help you moving or living in hotels yeah. or getting you free food or something. That would be cool. It doesn't need to be anybody out of the fingerboard scene. Giving Red, Red Bull products. would be cool. Uh, what, but what, what, what do you have to do? And drink the, the stuff? I don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't like Red Bull either. But uh, I'm, I'm, I think. Yeah, but then good. we should not go sponsored yes, by these guys. I'm not totally into energy drinks. And yeah. I mean, I mean that that's true. I also just want want to get sponsored by things i actually like it's, yes. it's why i i'm on the five luck team i'm not there because i'm good i'm just there because uh, I, like, I would say, like I, I, you say I would say you are there because you're good yeah but but i'm mostly there because i just kept buying them for three years and on at nah, some point nah, it was nah, like nah, yeah, nah, nah. Just... That, that's 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 not right uh um, but uh, yeah I, it's like the energy drink sponsor but uh yeah I, I think the energy drink sponsor can get you around in skateboarding probably yeah. but uh, how should an energy drink sponsor get you around in fingerboarding but uh, yeah maybe uh, maybe like a, a car uh car dealer car company with like that sponsored like yes, a van it's just sponsored by mastercard or yeah. <laughs> whatever or by rewe um what's your favorite instagram follow so the instagram account that you like seeing content of the most oh that's a good one as well um i know i only uh, ask I, I, the I, question I, I really like uh stuff that uh how you say that uh uh, um, um, chills me like I like some street art pages mm -hmm. uh, uh, that it's really something else you know yeah. besides some fingerboard content yeah I can, can and, imagine and for sure it's fingerboard TV I, I love and look the most but I think what's on top on my Instagram it's it's probably something like this like some street art or yeah. Some nice destinations where you can just watch the picture and dream for a second, you know, before the next DM comes in or so. Yeah. And uh, the very last question, um, what's your favorite overall company in fingerboarding? Oh, maybe other oh, than Azibel. The, the, um, the, yes, I, wouldn't, I should not say Azibel. 
there but there are good companies there are so much good companies who are doing amazing job and who, who are doing a good work and i can m mention a lot of them because they helped us a lot and they they're just nice people and doing good things like oak like uh camel pro max from dk yeah. you know even flank tune yeah. pro, pro fb nick he helped us a lot and uh and your sponsor, you know, Bert, Bert, yeah. Bert uh, he just came out of nowhere giving us boards in the end of the Black River Store days yeah, and yeah. he didn't e even ask for anything. And, um, and that, that's how, how I knew yes, about and, them. And, and, and people like this, so these uh, these people are for me the greatest, you know. There's all this Indonesian and this Philippine scenes, you know, the, these people write so much nice emails and I'm in contact with a few of them. The the guy who I made the postcard uh, podcast with lately, you know. Yeah, the um, uh, Pipa, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, man, you know what uh, yeah, we are uh, talking about. Uh, Pipanjari uh, or something like that. Papanjari. Papanjari, yeah. Papanjari, you know. This yeah. So much great guys and, and also, and also the, the guys from America supporting us, you know. There's some things I couldn't say too much about but uh something coming with slush cult you know yeah there's also there's a guy who owns the company in in new york who likes to support us with something you know he can yeah. he has uh you know ability to to, to do. do something and uh yes there are a lot of great people and uh, i love central america colombia uh, simple decks cool. alex mia Yamano, same with, with mexico you know there, there are a lot of great people, a lot of great guys and um, um, scenes, and I don't can't pick yeah. the, the most special and one. I think think that that's pr pretty much it. Like there are so many cool people doing cool things all over the world, and you just have to support the ones that are close to you or that you want to see grow. And yeah, yeah, and also support local first, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, support the ones who support you and uh to to grow uh in in, in total you know yeah. and and uh, yeah to help each other out is a good thing and never forget your friends you know yeah. and also if you do something wrong you probably should uh not hide your ass and put the the head in the sand maybe yeah talk about it or whatever you know yeah yeah so i think that brings us to the end i think it was pretty much perfect place to end so yes, I hope thank, you. thank you so much for taking this time and thank you as well it was a pleasure as yeah. well i hope uh my uh it was understandable <laughs> yeah I, th I think so okay you, you helped me a, a couple of times but it was good and nice yeah. and uh yeah okay so uh thank you everybody for listening and you will catch me in the next episode bye bye bye